listeners, this is Jade and Rebecca. Welcome to the Responsible Business Podcast. Each month, we invite experts who will be sharing their knowledge and experience in order to give us a better understanding of the challenges and opportunities faced by businesses tackling climate change. Today, we are very happy to welcome Andreas Kaplan, Dean of ESCP Business School in Paris. Andreas has teaching experience in top-tier schools and universities such as Harvard and Sciences Po Paris. He also has over 10 years of leadership experience in higher education. In today's episode, we wanted to talk about the role of business schools in pushing forward environmental sustainability. Hello, Andreas. Thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. We're really happy to have you here. And today we're going to be talking about environmental sustainability and higher education and your perspective on this topic. Um, and maybe to start, as the Dean of ESCP Business School in Paris, do you think uh, that ESCP is doing enough for environmental sustainability? Well, uh, I guess you, you, you can absolutely not uh, respond to a question like that with yes, because obviously you do never enough. Um, but I think ESCP Business School did some, um, took some important steps in this direction. Um, and uh, there is some change going on. And uh, I mean, it, I can tell you a little bit about what we or my team and I, during my mandate in Berlin, uh, for example, we did uh, during the four years, um, we uh, decided that one of our three key academic areas uh, would be sustainability next to digitalization and uh, entrepreneurship. But one of the big three uh, academic um, key areas was or is uh, sustainability. We have, uh, I think by now, almost 20% of the professors all or 20% of the professors work are dedicated 100% to sustainability or business ethics. Um, uh, we have uh, half of the specialized masters in Berlin are um, totally 100% dedicated to sustainability. So from the academic point of view, there's a lot going on. Uh, but we also changed a lot uh, in the operations of the building. We have uh, sustain uh, a sustainable lighting system. We have a recycling system. Uh, there's even a garden. Uh, in the back uh, school garden, in the backyard. Uh, and uh, all my, uh, let's say, direct reports or managers, they all had um, um, one or part of their objectives, uh, annual objectives were focused on sustainability. I mean, not like big things, but uh, they all had to, to search or to come up with uh, one area in, in their domain uh, where they could improve uh, some uh, sustainability measures. So it was very important. And, um, well, finally, we, we had this, or we launched uh, this um, conference on sustainability on the SDGs uh, for, for students. Uh, there were company representatives, uh, NGOs, politicians, faculty, obviously. And it was, the topic was about um, combining management and sustainability. And it, was, it took uh, place, or it takes place annually, uh, right in the heart of uh, Berlin, next to the Brandenburg uh, Gate. And uh, it was actually initiative of uh, one of uh, my directors, Jan Ehlers, uh, who one day came into my office and said he wants to organize this conference at the Brandenburg Gate. 
uh, focused on sustainability. And uh, well, I had to think a little bit about it, but then I just said yes. And I think that's that's the way how you can um, make progress. You need to find those people who are really interested in, in, in the area, in this case, in sustainability, and uh, who want to make a progress and to, to advance in it. And then, I mean, my value added in this thing was uh, to say yes, but then his team did everything. And even from other teams, there were people helping and it's a great conference. Now. And what are your thoughts on how sustainability should be taught within your business programs? Do you think it should be taught separately uh, from marketing, finance, and law, or do you think it should be incorporated within the courses in order to understand how environmental sustainability applies to every sector or like every part of the company? Mm -hmm. um, I actually think you need both. Uh, I think you need uh, uh, a core course on sustainability. And then you need to integrate it, uh, sustainability, let's maybe not say in every course, uh, but in the majority of courses. Uh, I explain myself. Obviously, you need a core course in sustainability because you have a core course in finance and marketing and HR and strategy. And if you hadn't a core course on sustainability, then it would not be on the same level. And suddenly you would, I mean, symbolically, it would mean that maybe sustainability is not as important as finance and marketing. And so you need to have the on the same level uh, these core courses in sustainability and in the other or in, in the management uh, uh, disciplines. And then obviously, if you have a core course on sustainability, where you explain students uh, that uh, management must be done from a sustainable point of view or from a, with a sustainability approach, then obviously it would be completely incoherent if you don't discuss sustainability in most or many of the other courses. You know, so, so it, it must go together. Um, now, um, why is that maybe not the case yet? Or how uh, can you go even further? Um, there is uh, this concept in, in academia, which is a very good concept, and uh, it's about academic freedom. So essentially, every professor can teach what he she thinks is important so you could not as a even as a as a well as a dean or, or, or a rector or any leadership position in, in in a business school or at a university you cannot give an order to say to tell professors you need to integrate sustainability in your course this is just a no-go no and this is very good for several reasons this this independence is, is very good now With respect to sustainability, very few professors would say, well, I don't want to integrate sustainability in my course. And this is because sustainability is it's an important topic. Um, so uh, it's more often a question of time. Professors are very uh, busy persons. They have a very busy schedules. So in order to maybe make progress on that matter uh, um, faster, first of all, you should probably train professors or, or, or suggest them trainings on how they could integrate sustainability in their courses. And we did some, some first uh, experiences on, on that uh, in, in, at ESCP in Berlin. And second, if, if it's important for the school, you need to, to, to invest and uh, give the professors time that they can update uh, their uh, courses in, the, in that respect. Um, And what you also can do, and this is more on the student side, is students can just ask questions. 
about sustainability in in the courses during the classes because obviously a professor he wants or she wants to teach things that are of interest to students so if students if many students ask questions about okay but this point here how is that connected to sustainability then at some point the professor will be uh, will update uh, his her course for sure because that's the aim you know we we all want to teach you something and uh, the more we can interest you in a course the more we the happier we are yes i completely agree with the fact that students can help trigger change an example for that was the business game we did in the last semester at ESCP which is supposed to summarize our learnings um from the three years at ESCP and The problem was that this game was very profit-driven. There were no indicators about the environment or maybe also social criteria. And we addressed that, saying that it was, it may, maybe it seems insignificant because it's just a game, but it has a symbolic value and meaning in the sense that uh, if it's supposed to summarize our learnings, but we don't talk about the environment in this game, then it says a lot about the program uh, and we addressed that uh, with the teachers and the organizers and they were very receptive and they said that they were very open to the idea of creating a new business game and uh, that was a great example of how also students helped in maybe triggering change for the future generation of uh, students at ESCP and um, I thought that was that was great. And I totally agree with you. Uh, and uh, most of the times, we just don't see it. You know, we did that uh, because the business game, for example, I mean, this is probably the business game we are using, uh, we're applying for the last, I don't know, five or 10 years. Uh, so probably never, nobody ever thought about, well, maybe it's not so adapted anymore because it's by habit. And I can give you a very personal <laughs> example. Uh, when uh, well, because i'm talking often about sustainability well okay uh i'm not myself a very sustainability driven person by nature but i'm trying right and at some point uh, a student came into my office and asked me well but how can you talk so much about sustainability if you have your uh, coffee machine uh, an espresso machine with uh, aluminium capsules and obviously he was completely right but i never would have just just not thought about it right that that there is really an issue uh, <laughs> and uh, well then i decided okay let's let's stop doing that but it was really just i just needed to have a reminder or somebody telling me that and then it's fine so the same probably with the business game the next time uh, we 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 buy uh, the business game or uh, it's time to renew the contract well i guess and uh, then we will integrate sustainability into into the, the game Yes, and it also triggered a very important conversation about what needs to be our key takeaways. And uh, in that game, it was only profit. And so for many of us, it was a bit disappointing that um, the environment was not even an indicator. And um, it triggered, as I said, a, a more large-scale conversation. And uh, we are all hoping to see a new business game in the future, hopefully not only at the SCP, but in other business schools that incorporates the carbon footprint of your, of your production, the types of uh, energy sources you use, the res your responsibility along the supply chain, and then many other things that are more important than ever today and that were not at all part of this, of this game. And um, 
it was this could be a great example of how the students helped uh, trigger change and where the school was receptive to it and uh, helped um, to change that. So we're, we're definitely hoping uh, to see that in the next couple of years. Jumping to my next question about business school rankings and how they can negatively impact how business schools are. And what I mean by that is that often the criteria they use is one, the salary of exiting students and two, the number of uh, alumni in top firms across the world. And since these criteria do not take into account also the positive impact maybe employees have on society or, uh, you know, non-financial measures, um, it also is not helping business schools uh, change because they have to be good in these rankings to get funding and professors and many other things. So uh, I was wondering if you think that maybe if the rankings change, that could help also business schools? Yes, um, indeed. Uh, I think that the criteria a ranking um, looks at are, are complete, a, a lot influencing uh, what a business school does or a university or whatever the, the, the higher education institution is. So uh, if the rankings changed their criteria, obviously that would also influence, have an impact on, on how business schools work, uh, behave themselves, um, absolutely. Now, first of all, rankings increasingly um, integrate some sustainability in, in their rankings. Uh, so the Financial Times rankings are integrating more and more. Uh, so so there, is, there is this evolution also going on in, in the rankings. However, rankings are also a little bit uh, about uh, well, offer and demand. You know, they obviously rankings look at criteria which are important to incoming students. And it seems that for incoming students still uh, the uh, salary expectations and uh, well, all the, the criteria you, you just said are still very important. Mm -hmm. So uh, because there are rankings uh, which are um, completely uh, built on, on sustainability or look on sustainability, there's this one MBA ranking by Corporate Knights uh, which really ranks business schools or the MBA programs uh, along the lines of sustainability. Um, but it seems that's not the only ranking students or prospective students look at. So the rankings still uh, are an image of what students or incoming prospective students are looking for. Uh, and that, that's why they, they look at the criteria they, they look at. Now, um, does that push business schools into unethical behavior? Uh, yes, some of them, yes. And uh, you can look it up in the internet. There's, uh, there's a couple of cases where business schools were caught in a not-so-ethical not so way on how they responded to, to these uh, rankings. Uh, and that, that's then also well, about being coherent as a leader or having a leadership position in a business school. Rankings are very important. And I can tell you, uh, for a, a dean at a business school, it, it is a lot of pressure. If, if you uh, 
lose some of uh, the places or spots or you, you decrease uh, in, in, in the ranking, you're going to get uh, calls by alumni, you're going to get calls by other stakeholders. Why is that happening? How is that uh, possible? Why are, we, uh, why are we not in the top three, in the top five, in the top ten anymore? So it's a lot of pressure, but then again, it's, it's also the job of, of a dean and a, a dean um, driving purposefully his or her business school uh, to uh, cope with uh, this pressure. So, I mean, again, rankings are important. Everybody is happy if uh, his or her business school is doing well in the rankings, but you shouldn't uh, do that at any cost. What would you want to see in these uh, rankings as criteria? They, the, uh, many of the rankings, um, well, I'm, I'm, I'm talking globally man, uh, now, uh, they look from on the programs or on, on, on business schools from a very Anglo-Saxon point of view. Uh, and uh, maybe a little bit more of a European point of view would be nice. Uh, but... Uh, also uh, to integrate more in entrepreneurship uh, in, in, in those rankings, which is the case. But I think here you could do even more because for the moment, as you, as you just said, there is a, a big focus on salaries. Salaries after three years or after five years, depending on the ranking, um, how, um, how much is the increase in salary and how much is, is, uh, is the absolute salary. And obviously, if, if you're uh, an entrepreneur, uh, until you're starting or you're, you're creating your startup after, after graduating, well, you're not going to make a high salary. But you're nevertheless, it, it might be very uh, impactful for society what you're doing. It might be a very good endeavor for, for society, and, but it's not, it will, will not be so good for the ranking position. So this is a little bit of an of an issue, but then obviously it's also difficult. You know, sometimes it's it's very well. It's easier to talk about what would be great uh, to look at, um, but then to find the indicators measuring that it's it's uh, very difficult. I can, for example, I can uh, from a co complete different point of, um, dimension. Rankings also some rankings look also at research done by professors. Now, research done by professors, they count uh, the, the quality of this research by looking at the journals at, in which those research or the papers are published. There's very good journals, there's not so good journals, and uh, the higher you, you, you publish in, 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 in better journals, the more points you get in, in those rankings. Now, at the same hand side, it's, uh, nobody looks at how impactful, in the end, this research really has become within society. Uh, and this would obviously be the, the better criteria to look at. No? Not just where has it been published, how many papers have been published in what kind of journals, but what is the content of these uh, research uh, done and uh, what is the impact of this research for society, for, for even the, the business world. So obviously, but then how would you do that operationally? How, I mean, you cannot look at each individual paper and to, then who would decide, okay, this is very impactful. So it's, it's not so easy then to come up with the indicators how to do that. But um, Yes, I agree. If we could incorporate whether or not you have a, I mean, how big the positive impact you have on society is in the rankings, that would be 
that would be great because although, as you said, it is a hard to measure, we could definitely find some common ground on what is a positive impact on society or at least what is not. And uh, we could also, for instance, um, take into account the carbon footprint of a job. If you take two or three airplanes a week for your job, of course, then this job will have a different carbon footprint than another one. And uh, then students and young professionals could see, okay, maybe there I will have a high salary, but I will also have a very big negative impact on, on society and on the environment. And I think that would be a big step forward if we could see that in the rankings and which schools help you go towards which type of uh, businesses and what then the impact of your job is. I think that would be definitely a big step forward. Yeah, there is one accreditation or one yeah one one accreditation by the EFMD uh, the EFMD is is kind of the european accreditation body for for business schools and uh, the most important one for europe but even in the world it's it's one of the two big accreditation uh, bodies uh, for business schools and they have the BSIS accreditation which is the business school impact system and they look exactly at that they look at what uh, the business school what impact the business school has uh, in in within the society but within the closer environment and the not so close environment and they they actually do do that that marks the end of today's episode thank you very much andreas for being here with us today and answering our questions <laughs> Thank you for listening to our podcast. We hope you enjoyed it and see you next time.